He died for you. He died for me. From our sin, He set us free. He loved us so. His life He gave. So if we ask, we can be saved. Hello, I'm Rick Hurtless, founder of His Gospel Power. Thank you for joining with our program today. Merry Christmas to you as we give glory and honor and power to Jesus Christ because He died for our sins. He came, He is worthy of our praise for all that He has done for us. And I'm going to take one second to even say, really, if He does nothing else for you, at all until the day you die except give you eternal salvation that is enough for you to give him praise every single day for the rest of your life for what he has done for you and that has died on the cross was buried raised from the grave on the third day to conquer death hell and the grave so that you might have eternal salvation so in this christmas season we need to make sure that we continue to focus on Jesus Christ as the reason for the season. And of course, we've already discussed how the season actually came around in the first place. But while we are having this festival and we are having these parties and all of these things, that we should be focusing on the right focus. And that is on Jesus Christ. We're in Second Peter, the first chapter, the 19th verse. And it says to us, We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. Now, we talked yesterday, I believe it was about the Bible Museum. That is not reliable. If that's not giving you the entire message of God, then that is not reliable. Remember that we we started this, this study on 16th verse. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when you told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what's going on in that Bible museum is cleverly devised stories so that they can get their cake and eat it too. So that they can please everyone, become politically correct, politically correct, make their money back on the museum that they have done and maybe get a pat on the back from someone saying how great of job you did, but they are not getting a pat on the back from God if they are having a museum called the Bible Museum without the mention of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and the only way to heaven. It is a it is a um um a tribute to Judaism, which will not get you saved. If you are a Jew you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, there are Jews. They call themselves Messianic Jews, completed Jews, whatever you want to call yourself. I don't care. Uh, if they have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they are for sure completed, as far as I'm concerned, and that they are completed into eternity. They are saved. But if you are a Jew and relying on Judaism for your salvation, then according to Jesus, he is the only way to salvation. You cannot, there is no sacrifice for your sin. What is the sacrifice for your sin? You can't even go to the temple for animal sacrifices. And if you read the Old Testament, you will see that the animal sacrifices were not enough. And in fact, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ was the sacrifice that was retroactive 
for all of the Jews before that because those animal sacrifices were not enough to get them out of hell. Do you get that? It was only through the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ retroactively that all of those were saved. Now, since the Messiah has come, and that is Jesus Christ, now it is up to you to find Christ to allow him to come into your life, accept him as your Lord and Savior, and know that he is the only way, truth, and life so that you might be saved for eternity. That's what that means. And so that verse 19 is saying, for we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. In other words, Jesus was prophesied in the Old Testament so that now we know that it has come to pass. And Peter is telling you that this is completely reliable. We've seen the prophecy. We've seen it come to pass. We know Jesus will save because of the prophecy that we have seen. And he says, and you will do well to pay attention to it. <laughs> That's an understatement. That you better pay attention to it is what he's saying here. Continuing, as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star, star rises in your hearts. In other words, the day dawns. You begin to understand, wow, bam, Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus is the only way that we can be saved. That's what Peter is trying to get the reader to understand, the one that he's speaking to, that this prophetic message has come through the Old Testament and now has come to pass through Jesus Christ. It is reliable because of the, the prophecies that have come true. And you would do well to pay attention. I'm going to tell you if you're listening to this broadcast, you would do well to pay attention to these words so that you might accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because he is the only way, the only truth, the only life. As we are in this this Christmas season, it is the Messiah who was born. That's what Christmas season is about. And that is about worshiping the Messiah who was born for all creation so that all creation might be saved. Because what's going on right now is the earthquakes and all of the things that are happening. The earth is beginning to convulse because of the sin. That's what the word says, is that the earth will basically convulse because of the sin. And that is what's happening. That's why the earthquakes begin to happen. The storms begin to happen. All of the chaos begins to happen. All of these things happen because the sin basically comes to a head and it is convulsing. And then the second coming of Jesus Christ will come and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Brother Ron Stortle is in the studio with me once again today. Merry Christmas, Ron. Merry Christmas. Getting closer. Getting closer. Almost there. Another day. That's right. One one more one more day. day towards it, I should say. It's not. <laughs> I guess I should not tomorrow. I guess I should start decorating and and thinking about Christmas presents. Ah, uh, well, I guess that's up to you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not saying don't do Christmas presents. I think that's great. Uh, the women, boy, they just thrive on that kind of stuff. But I am saying, from my own family, even that. That cannot be the focus of the year. If the presents are the focus, then you need to hit your knees and understand the focus is Jesus Christ. What if this year, you know, and I, it's, it's strange, but I'm going to go ahead and do this because she was a Jew and Frank was a Jew and she was in the Nazi Germany 
she was hiding out. Many of you have seen the movie, the, uh, the hiding place and those kind of things. And Frank, well, what is going to happen if the Holocaust happens before Christmas? Some Holocaust, some crisis, whatever, where you can't give the presents. Well, even though she was, was, um, celebrating Hanukkah during that time for the Jews, and we've already discussed the fact that if you're Jews, you still need to expect, accept Jesus. But in the spirit of the Old Testament, even with Judaism, God still has the same characteristics. And she made up a Christmas and made up a Hanukkah, made up their Hanukkah time towards they could celebrate even in the crisis. She was worshiping God, I believe, in that crisis. Well, are you going to do the same? What if the crisis happens and you won't be able to have the tree and the lights and the presents and all of those things? Are you still going to be excited for this Christmas season? Are you going to say, forget about it, this wasn't real? Pastor, are you talking about like the ICBM that North Korea just tested last week? Well, yeah, I'm, and I'm mentioning something about that. Yes. Takes down our, our power grid. Right. If they were to hit one of the power grids with a nuclear warhead or they detonate the EMP that they have floating around every day over America. Yeah, it. I mean, imagine if that happened. So, I mean, nor, know, North. We don't know what's going. To, I mean, we are in uncertain times. Wars and rumors of wars is what the word says. There, there are nations now that flat out, pretty much every day, say they will destroy us. That now have the capability to do that at a moment's notice. Do you think the government is going to warn us in time? They didn't even report about a nuclear missile test until hours after it happened. By then, w cities in America would be destroyed. Right. I'm, uh, yeah, they, they, no one said anything until an hour later. So exactly, by that time, it's 20 minutes from North Korea to Honolulu. 20 minutes. So by the time the news reported that... Hawaii would be gone. Hawaii would be gone. And we'd be right smack in the middle of a war, even worse. Maybe. And what, another 30 minutes later? California, maybe ma so major cities. In so right. before we even ever so, e even knew this happened, it's already hit us. Cities in California could be gone. Right. I mean, it, well, and it, of course, the, the bottom, the problem is also, I think maybe even with the news media, because they're not focusing on Jesus. Okay. They're not focusing on what God's word says. They're not focusing on anything. And they're saying, well, we're Americans. That could not happen to us. That is the American mentality. That would never happen because we're Americans. You know, I have to think the Romans thought the same thing. Well, Americans are going to think that until the first major cities hit. Right. And then... And they're going to say, wait a minute, we're Americans. That, that's not supposed to happen to I, us. I'm one of those that fully believe that if a major city was hit with a nuclear bomb from North Korea, probably the majority of Americans would be watching the news thinking it's fake. They still wouldn't believe it even with live news coverage of a city gone. I think they're that out of tune with reality. I would say most of them aren't even knowing what's going on in the world. They're not even watching the news because the news isn't reporting the truth about what's going on. So when it did happen, they'd be like, well, I haven't heard anything about this. That's got to be fake. Exactly. You know, it's... I can't tell you strong enough. Your focus should be on one thing. For far too long, Americans have focused on everything except Jesus. Our focus, 
does not focus on what we should be doing every single day if we are Christians. And we have called ourselves a Christian nation. The Bible tells us to whom much is given, much is required. And how much more could be given to any country in the world in history than to America? So we, I don't want to say deserve, but we should expect what we get because because we're not honoring God in the way that he has told us that we should do. Well, we as a nation do deserve it because we have voted for it. We have voted for the immorality. We have voted for the murder. We have voted for the desecration of of our land. Our Our land is covered with the blood of over 50 million aborted babies. We didn't ship those bodies to another country to be buried. Those 50 million aborted babies are buried here in America. So does it surprise me that last year, half of the earthquakes that happened in the world happened in the continental United States? No, not at all. Because who is the leader in promoting abortion around the world? It's America. Under Obama, he forced nations to change their constitution to legalize abortion. Who are and, we? And same-sex marriage. And yeah, and yeah, his his gay lifestyle. I mean, there's been some 24 or I don't remember com- countries that have changed now to same-sex marriage because we pushed it on them. So we are responsible for that. That's right. I mean, I want to read. Let me read Luke uh, 20, uh, Luke 12, rather 47. The servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants, will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So in other words, to whom much is given, much will be required. We have been given much. And so we can expect the severity of our punishment when it comes from God. And it will come if we do not repent. We can expect the severity to be more than anyone else in the world, I believe. Now, the the hope is, and and with our faith, the thing that we still have for us is it hasn't happened yet. Right. So until the day that it happens, I'm relying on Second Chronicles 7.14. And where it will start is from the top, President Trump. If he does not initialize it, or we as the people put someone up there that will, then America is still going to come under the judgment. And what is that scripture? Yeah, well, I'm getting right to it. Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name, which are Christians. That's right. It, exact, now, let's stop there for a second. You Christians, you understand this is talking to you? If my people, we are now the chosen people. You read the, read the New Testament, you'll find out that we are chosen. In fact, we've read that in, in this study in Peter, that we are the chosen people because we have accepted Jesus Christ. The Jews were chosen. Now we are grafted in Jews. And the Jews, it says you're not a Jew just because you want a birth. You're a Jew of the heart. Well, how do you become a Jew of the heart? You now have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so now those Gentiles who have accepted Jesus 
are grafted in Jews as well, and we are chosen. We are the chosen people. So we are the only ones who can speak to God, because God does not hear anyone's prayer unless they are chosen. I think you just confused some people, Pastor. I may have. You just said Jews, and we're grafted in Jews. So... You want to explain that a little bit about Old Testament Jews and modern Jews? Well, the Old Testament Jews are God's chosen people. And those, those Jews were the promise that the, 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 the promises were given to those Jews. Okay. And the promised Messiah was given to the Old Testament Jews. Well, God sent the promised Messiah and some Jews, including Peter, who we're reading from, right? Peter, Paul, uh, you know, they accepted the promised Messiah and they became the chosen people. And now those Jews are chosen. But those other Jews who have not accepted the Messiah are, according to the scripture, it says that uh, you're a Jew because of the heart issue, not because you are one of birth. That has nothing to do with it. Just because I was born a Jew, it's kind of like being born into a Christian family. If I'm born into a Christian family, I still have to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I don't get a pass, and I'm just going to go to heaven because my family's a Christian. I can't stand before God and say, well, my dad's a Christian, so here I am. You can't do that if it's Jew either. So you're not a Jew just because you were born a Jew. You are a Jew continuously to stay chosen because you have accepted the Messiah whom God sent. Now, we as Gentiles are grafted in because we have accepted the Messiah. Right. So now we are part of the Jews, not Judaism. Right, and people We're, need to understand, we use Israelites to clarify the people of the nation of Israel. Israel didn't exist until... Actually, not- you know, I, I don't want to, mean to interrupt you here, but I want to say real quick, you know, they call themselves the Israelis today, not Israelites. And I'm my, I'm going to even say maybe the Israelites... The true Israelites are the ones who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They may be Israelites. The other ones are just in the nation of Israel and are, and are called Israelis. Right. And what, well, where I was going with this is Israel didn't exist until 1949. So until 48, 48 sorry. Yeah. Until then, they were all just Jews. That's right. There yeah. were no Israelis. There were no Israelites. They were That's right. Yeah. So the Jew you were talking about there in the Old Testament until 1948. That's all there was That's right. until they were established as a nation. So, yes, the, the Jew that you were talking about there, I, I agree with you. We could still call them Jews and Israelites. Right. They're kind of synonymous right now. Right, because they are, they are Jews of the heart. And right. the way you're Jews of the heart is you've accepted the entire word of God, which is the acceptance of the Messiah. And the Messiah who is Jesus Christ. And all of the prophetic scriptures that we have discussed with uh, this study in Peter, where Peter says, look, all of the prophecies are there for you. Remember that one that we just talked about? All of the prophecies are there for you to see it. Let me see where that was. Um, which which verse was that? Well, why It's you... uh, verse 19. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. The prophetic message is the Old Testament for the Jews. That we, they should have honored and accepted the Messiah because they saw the prophecies come true and denied them anyway. Okay. Well, got kind of off there, but I thought it was, it was great. 
So now I'm going to finish Second Chronicles 7.14 on how America can be safe from judgment that we know is coming because we, we see the signs, the, the physical signs of the earth, the spiritual signs, the, the attacks on America spiritually, the church, Christians. I mean, you've got Muslims beheading Americans in the streets. How much more dangerous can it be than that? You don't even, you don't even know if it's safe to walk outside in a public venue anymore. But here, this one verse says how America can be saved from all this. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. He's talking about physically the earth itself, spiritually as a nation, and I believe physically as a nation. I mean, I, I believe it can go as far as he can heal, he, or he, of course he can, but he will heal disease, pestilence, famine, all, all these things that are attacking a nation. I believe. All right, pop he, quiz. Where does it start? Who does it start with? The top. What, what is the top? Well, here it would be the president. I'm going to say, I knew I got you. The top is the church. Well, if we, the church, look at this. If my people, which are called by my name, the Christians, right? Christ-like, that's what Christian is. So we're called by Christ, the name of Christ. If the church, the church has to humble itself and pray first. Uh, All right, I know you've been itching to talk about this, so I think I've got, yeah, we've got enough time. You've been itching, you've been dying to talk about this. Which thing And I didn't want to... I didn't want to talk about it at all because it's sickening. It sickens me. It makes my stomach turn. Oh, I know where but you're going. But this is an example of where the church, the quote-unquote church, I'm going to say little c church, the ones who call themselves Christian, this is the example of the evil wickedness that the church is purporting that it is okay no matter what you are, gay, straight, had uh, you know, murderer, I mean, basically... Anything and can continue in it. I'm not talking about now. All right, let me let me reiterate real quick. If you are gay, a murderer, an alcoholic, or anything, you can come to Jesus. That is the truth. But you cannot reside in your sin and call yourself saved. You cannot be a murderer and come down the altar and say, "Jesus, accept me." As uh, uh, I mean, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, and then go out and say, "Well, I can still go out and kill people." You can't do that. But that's not that is not acceptable to God. You can't be an alcoholic, a drunkard, come down the aisle, say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Go to the bars and stay drunk for the rest of your life and think you're saved. That is not acceptable. Well, of course you not. cannot be gay, come to Jesus and then go back out into your sinful life lifestyle. Now, you're what did you call this? The gay. What is this thing? Oh, called? I didn't call it this. This this is what the now, media what is the gave media it? calling this thing? A gaytivity. It's no longer a nativity. It's a gaytivity. And I'm sure by now, because the it's been on Twitter and Facebook and probably Wikipedia, that makes it a real word now. I think you should give people just a second here to, to so they can throw up. Well, I'll, I'll divide it up. Gay and tivity. So I'll, I'll give you a second to figure out what that is. It's no longer a nativity. They threw gay in instead. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So, I mean, there's pictures of it online. They're not. Offend- I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear. Well, it. no, they're. they're People can go look at it. Just look up gay-tivity. My point is is that you've got now this, and these people are running around saying, well, we're saved. We well, know Jesus. I know people who say, wait a minute, I know there's a lot of gay churches out there, and they're good Christian people. Well, they may act like they're good Christian people, and they may be living like the, by the values of the Bible, but that does not know they know, mean they know Jesus. Jesus says you have to come out from among them and be separate. You have to you have to denounce your sin and be separate and come come out. That's what you have to well, do, and that's well, not what's happening in the church in America. And so, I, the, if the church in America does not repent first, how can we expect the heathen Congress and Senate to repent, or the heathen Hollywood to repent when we've got major um, pastors along this country? Saying it's okay for abortion, it's okay for uh, for gay lifestyle, it's okay for all of this stuff, this junk. It's okay for sin to remain in the church. Well, how can we expect anybody to change? How can we expect them to say, "Well, we need to come to Jesus then, so we can be cleansed"? So, well, I've I've got one question for those that support abortion, but support our legal system. If killing a an unborn baby is an abortion, but killing a pregnant mother is a double, double homicide, then why isn't it killing just one of them a homicide? I'm just going to throw that out there. But let me get back to this. This was posted because actress Cameron Esposito put this on her Twitter, and you're going to love what her podcast is. Maybe we should have caught up, come up with a catchy name like this. Her podcast name? Is query podcast as in she's gay? I got the. I so got she's the, a queer. I got the gist of it. Here's yeah. what she put up: Our neighbor's two Joseph nativity scene is up, and I'm beaming. And it's not just that they took two nativity scenes, took the Josephs out of them, and stuck them next to baby Jesus. No, they found ones in a pink robe. So either they painted them or they found them at a a, a queer store or something. But they've got two pink dressed. Joseph sitting next to a baby Jesus, and she's ecstatic about it. But here's here's what's even better about it. She grew up Catholic. So her father's still a practicing Catholic. She grew up Catholic, and she's waiting for the day where her father will accept her queer lifestyle. Well, you know, and some of you out there, which I don't really care, I'm not politically correct anyway, but some of you might be saying, well, y'all are not very politically correct, call them queers. Well, like I said, I'm not politically correct They anyway, call themselves but queer. But now, all of a sudden, it was the LBGT. Now it's Q. And now they got the Q on there. And well, it, that stands for queer. And they're like, well, okay, that's what I've been calling them for years, so what's the problem? Yeah. I mean, they, they can just take the G out now and go ahead and put the Q in there. Well, actually, because they're not the they're not gay anyway. They've been queer for all this time. I heard last night on the news that apparently there's 20 plus letters in that title now, so they can accept everybody Everything. across. The, yeah, it's it's actually like 20 plus letters to categorize every type of sexual deviancy you can think of. Exactly, and that's exactly a, that's a good definition of it right there. Except every deviancy, the sexual deviancy. And and what is the one thing that the Bible really hits more all so much continuously hits sexual immorality because that is the one sin. Even though that's not 
I don't know if you could call it the worst sin or not, but it is the one sin that affects relationships more than any other sin. And God is a relational God. He It destroys relationships. All of those sexual deviances destroy relationships. And so God hates those because he is a relational God. He wants us to love each other. Probably the most thing in the Bible is to love each other. Most of the, in the New Testament especially, it continuously tells us to love each other. But then, uh, I think second unto it is it talks about homosexual or uh, sexual perversions, I think, and those sexual deviances because of the, the relationships that it destroys. We can't truly love each other. Well, look at, look at the biggest major changes in American society and what they have done. And they are all sexually immoral by category. Yes. Nin- and- 1973, abortion. 2015, homosexuality was accepted by the government. Well, abortion <coughs> is a sexual sin because it affects the reproductive organs. Homosexuality is a sexual sin. But what happens all those? Abortion is murder. Homosexuality breaks down the family structure. If you're homosexual, then you can't reproduce. So, And it isn't ironic that all of the uh, problems that we're having right now in the Congress that are coming to light, and not only Congress, in, in, in Hollywood as well, are sexual deviances that everyone has held up in such high esteem. All of this LBGT thing is and so a high esteem, but all of a sudden they're coming out with these sexual deviances that are getting men put out of office and getting people fired. It's such a double, they don't even know themselves what is right or wrong. That's why, because they will not focus on the truth because they don't know themselves what is right or wrong. It is so funny to me that I see people standing up for LGBT, but yet they condemn these people that are groping women or whatever they're doing. Now, I'm not saying they're right. They're not. That's not the point is why? What is the double thing going on here? You would think they would embrace all that as well because of all of those letters that you were talking about of the pedophilia and all of the other things that are sexual deviances. But yet they condemn on the one hand, they say it's not right, but then they accept on the other. It makes no sense whatsoever other than the fact that we are dealing with the king of liars, the deceiver, who is Satan. Well, that's all the time we have for today's discussion. We may pick this up a little bit more tomorrow. But until then, I pray you receive his gospel power today. With shouts of loud obscenities, they did not understand. Man who bore the cross for them, Guiltless man, a godless man named Pilate, understood his innocence. But so-called godly men of this world boldly pronounced his sentence. This lonely walk through town brought shouts and weeping sighs. Jesus walked on boldly, giving warning with his cries. He said, it's not for me 
but only for yourselves. If men do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it dries? Go got the zeal, the heel of guilt and shame. Go got the Walk with him, but knowing somewhere deep inside this man he has no sin, but has to play a role. They cast lots and called him names, but as he dies, they realize this man he bears no shame. 